The LA Kings get a much-needed win at the expense of an old friend. We discuss that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, the weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. The LA Kings get a much-needed victory in a great atmosphere Saturday night at Crypto.com Arena. You had L.A. versus New York. Jonathan Quick back in L.A. facing his old team for the first time, and it was Star Wars night as well. Add it all up, and it was a packed house, very entertaining game, and most importantly, the L.A. Kings get a big win with a solid all-around performance. Let's start, though, by updating you on what the lineup was for the L.A. Kings because there were some changes going into this game, and we're going to talk about how those changes changes fared uh, for at least this one game. Uh, the forward line now included Pierre-Luc Dubois playing on the left wing with Andre Kobitar and Adrian Kempe. The second line was still the same. Philip Deneau, Trevor Moore, Kevin Fiala. Qu- uh, Quinton Byfield centering now the third line with uh, Alex Laferriere and Jarrett Anderson-Dolan. And on the fourth line, Trevor Lewis centering with Carl Grundstrom and Samuel Fogimo inserted into the lineup after his standout first half of the season in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. So Arthur Callier for the moment, uh, on the outside looking in at getting into the lineup. As for the defense, Mikey Anderson, Drew Doughty on the top pairing, Matt Roy, Vladislav Gavrikov on the second pairing, and the third pairing did have Jordan Spence and Andreas England. The goaltender was David Riddich. As for the game itself, if you missed it, uh, we'll give you a quick recap of it. Uh, Kevin Fiala would score the only goal of the first period, just 35 seconds left in that opening period. His 11th of the season, Trevor Moore had the only assist, and L.A. led 1-0 after one. Kings outshot the Rangers 12-2 in what was a very good opening period for the Kings. But could they sustain it? Well, the Rangers would tie it up in the second period at one apiece, but L.A. would strike again late in the period, just a minute 47 to go. Quinton Byfield scoring on a rebound to make it 2-1 for Q, his 13th of the season. The goal was officially unassisted, but we'll give credit to an L.A. King here in just a moment for that goal. Uh, We would have no goals in the third period, but the Rangers certainly had some golden opportunities to tie it up late. But goaltender David Riddich made a spectacular toe save to keep the Rangers off the board and preserve a much-needed 2-1 victory. Riddich finished with 22 saves in the victory. Let's check the game stats in this one. Kings obviously get the win 2-1. Shots on goal did favor LA 26-23. Of course, they had the great first period, and then the Rangers uh, were better in the second and third, but not a lot better. Uh, Power play, 0-for-1 for LA, but 0-for-3 for the Rangers. The Rangers have a top-five power play in the NHL, so the number-one-ranked penalty kill for the Kings coming up big 
in this one. Faceoffs favored the Kings 28 to 22. Block shots favored New York 20 to 13. And the hits favored the Rangers 28 to 16. Did have a quote afterwards from Quentin Byfield about this big win over the Rangers. He said, quote, that's a big one for us. That's a good team over there, a playoff team. It was good. We took the lead and we held on to it. And at the end of the game, in the final minutes, Kopi, Louie, Ritter, big saves and block shots. We all showed up tonight. There's a lot of passion and we played good hockey. And that was the quote from Kings forward Quinton Byfield. So we haven't had a chance to do much of this lately, but it is uh, always exciting when the Kings win and we can give our three stars of the game. And uh, this is selected by me, not by the media, but I think it was the same three, but maybe in a different order. My third star goes to Kevin Fiala with his uh, goal in this one. Uh, Fiala creating the turnover that forced the uh, goal to be scored or allowed the goal to be scored, had a good forecheck effort. Uh, It uh, resulted in a loose puck. Trevor Moore was able to get the puck behind the net, skated her out to the side of the net, and then spun against the grain, fired a no-look pass in front of the net where Fiala smartly was expecting it. I'm not sure how, but he outfought a defender, outlasted the sprawling John of the Quick, and then put it into the back of the net. Uh, Great job by Kevin Fiala to show his creativity and his patience. Uh, And again, just to be ready for that pass when, uh, you know, that's, that's chemistry right there. And that's why that line, that second line is probably the Kings best line going right now. Uh, That snapped a six game goal a streak for Fiala with his 11th of the year, fifth most on the team. That was also his 39th point tied with Andre Kobitar and Adrian Kempe for the team lead. Kevin Fiala, my third star of the game. Uh, My number two star is going to be Quentin Byfield. I believe he was the number one star officially uh, at the game. He had the game-winning goal, and we're going to get a lot more into detail on Q's return to center in a little bit, Uh, but he continues to have uh, a strong net front presence, which is what he had on that rebound goal. He gets his 13th of the season, his 31st point, of course, continuing to add to his new career high in all his offensive categories this year. But my number one star goes to goaltender David Riddick, 22 saves in net, one goal allowed. If you missed it, he had an amazing toe save on the Rangers, Alexis Lafreniere, to save the game in the final moments. Rangers had a power play, and then they pulled the goalie for a six-on-four. Riddich stretched out uh, with his left leg to cover the left post, got his skate blade on the shot by uh, Lafreniere, or excuse me, not Lafreniere, I knew I was going to do that, Lafreniere, uh, and I think that is absolutely the save of the year for the Kings, not only was it a spectacular game-saving save, but considering how badly the Kings needed a win, that goal likely would have sent the game into overtime, and then who knows what happens. So David Riddich, for that one save alone, and for how he's played lately, uh, he's come up big for the Kings, and he is my number one star of the game for the LA Kings. Now, we usually do what we liked and what we didn't like, um after a king's game and we're still doing that but i decided to change the name i had a little bit of an epiphany it's not that creative but i think from now on we're going to call it pluses and minuses a little bit more of a hockey theme to it right uh so what were the pluses and the minuses for the kings in there went over the rangers and there were a lot of pluses which is great um i think this was certainly the best king's game in a while Great first period by L.A. I thought the second and third were still pretty good. They were able to sustain it. I don't know that I would say it was a great three periods of hockey, um, but one great first period and two solid second and third periods. Uh, They did have to overcome some adversity to get this win, but in the end, uh, they did get the job done. 
I think certainly one of the pluses for the Kings in this game and all season has been the penalty kill. Number one in the NHL, certainly did a solid job against the New York Rangers. Again, a top five power play unit in the NHL. They killed off all three of the Rangers power plays and were able to keep the puck out of the end of the end when uh, the Rangers had that six on four advantage as well. Thanks in large part to David Riddick, who was certainly a plus in this one as well. It's going to be interesting to see how Tom McClellan handles the goalies going forward. Uh, I anticipate that the Kings' current situation is going to be, um, I, I should say, in their current situation, it's going to be whoever is playing well right now, and that's David Riddick. Uh, Cam Talbot is an all-star, and I wouldn't be surprised if David Riddick has a subpar game or two. They would go right back to Cam Talbot. But again, the situation the Kings are in and the way David Riddick is playing right now, he has um, taken that job for the moment. Uh, Riddick, of course, being called up to replace the injured Phoenix Copley, uh, who's done for the year so far on the season? Riddick four one and one after that win over the Rangers. Uh, he is he has a one point five eight goals against average and his save percentage is nine thirty seven. Those are great numbers. It is a small sample size, but uh, we'll see if he can keep it up. So far, big save Dave is uh, looking good for the LA Kings. One of the things we talked about in the Nashville loss was shooting the puck on net. I thought the Kings absolutely made a concerted effort to do exactly that. They had way too many opportunities where they just flat out missed the net against Nashville. Uh, I think right off the bat, the Kings had a good scoring chance with Trevor Moore on a partial breakaway. And I thought he definitely took a little something off his shot to make sure it was on net. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, you know, the Kings game-winning goal, we saw uh, Jared Anderson Dolan uh, flipped the puck on net, and uh, it went off Jonathan Quick's shoulder. The, the Rangers defender tried to clear it, but he cleared it right to Quinton Byfield, who was there to crash the net and score. That was another plus for the Kings and something they need to do, not only shots on goal, but to get rebounds and to hunt pucks and go to the net and score goals. That's exactly what the Kings did. It's basic, but can be very effective hockey, especially for a team that is looking to score goals. Uh, Jarrett Anderson Dolan, J-A-D was not a J-A-G. He was not just another guy, which he's been most of the time when he's been in the lineup. And I have to say he absolutely stood out in this one. Great to see. Uh, he was very noticeable, way more noticeable than any of the other times he's been in, in the net, or say on the ice. Uh, it certainly is reasonable to think that because he's gotten a few games in a row now, he's been able to get into the flow of the game. He had a good scoring chance in the first period, and even though he did not get officially an assist on the Quentin Byfield game winner, went strong to the net, flipped the puck in on Jonathan Quick. It goes off his shoulder, lands behind him. Again, the defender for the Rangers touched it, which is why he doesn't get an assist on it, but then Quentin Byfield puts in the game winner. That was a huge assist in the reality of the play for Jared Anderson Dolan. Good for him. Good for him to get in there and contribute. Hopefully, we'll see more of that going forward. Mikey Anderson was a plus in this one. He, you know, obviously played solid defense, but he stood out offensively with some shots on goal. He even led a few rushes. Uh, that is not what we expect from Mikey, but with the Kings struggling offensively, any extra offense we can get from any place like Mikey Anderson certainly is welcome. Not many minuses in this one, which is great. Uh, there were a few bad penalties taken by the Kings in inopportune times. Vladislav Gavrikov flipped the puck into the seats for a delay a game penalty, which is an unforced error. And Trevor Moore took a high-sticking penalty in the final moments to give the Rangers that six-on-four opportunity, setting up David Ridge for the big save. But uh, and it was it wasn't an egregious penalty; just got a little bit careless with the stick. But when you're when you're struggling the way the Kings are, 
you cannot afford to take those kind of penalties. Fortunately, the PK came through. And there was one moment, one moment where I, I was shaking my head. Second period, Kings were up one nothing. The top line for them, the Dano line, was on the ice. They had a three-on-one. Kevin Fiala leading the rush. He passes it over to Trevor Moore, and he immediately passed it back. The play ended up getting broken up. They didn't even get a shot on goal. Trevor, you are the team's leading goal scorer. It's a three-on-one. You're up one goal. It's still anyone, anybody's game at that point. The way the Kings are going, he has to shoot that puck 100% of the time. If you're up 3-1 in the third, you want to make an extra pass maybe, fine. But not in that situation. You cannot do that. A three-on-one, you get a chance to shoot the puck. You're the leading goal scorer. You have to shoot that puck. Do not be unselfish in that situation, especially, again, the way the Kings are struggling to score goals. And that were that was really the only minuses for me for the LA Kings in a much-needed win against the New York Rangers. All right, up next, we are going to check in on those Kings lineup changes. Also, what did Jonathan Quick have to say after losing in his return to LA? We'll have that and more here next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It also keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, we talked about uh, the lineup changes for the LA Kings against the New York Rangers. Some of the bigger changes we've seen so far this season, you can understand why the way the Kings have struggled lately. Uh, If you weren't aware, and we mentioned it earlier, obviously, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois was playing on the left wing on the top line with Andre Kobitar and Adrian Kempe. Quentin Byfield was moved back to center, centering the third line, and Samuel Fogimo called up, inserted into the lineup. He was on the right wing on the fourth line. Let's start with P.L. Dubois. He played 15 minutes and 36 seconds, had no shots on goal and no points. And frankly, he did not do much in this game. Uh, His best shift came in the third period when in the same sequence, he disrupted a scoring chance, had a block shot, and then was on a two-on-one with Mikey Anderson. Mikey ended up shooting the puck on the net. His worst shift came in the second period. He received a long pass into the zone. Then he just kind of fumbled it away and had it taken off his stick. Same shift. He also had a bad pass to Andre Kobitar. That led to the Kings losing possession of the puck. Uh, all in all, a very average game for Pierre-Luc Dubois. I know he's played wing in the past, and he has apparently had been a productive player playing on the wing uh, in the past. Um, he seems to me, though, from what I've seen of his game, he's more suited as a center because he's more of a distributor than a finisher. From what he's shown us so far with the Kings, maybe that changes with him moving over the wing. Maybe he gets more aggressive. Maybe he looks for a shot more. And then maybe eventually, if he can get kind of that scoring touch, then they eventually move him back to center, which is where they would ultimately like to have him. They talked about it being strong down the middle, having three good centers. He does have good size. He does have good hands. Uh, I think he, if he does stay on that top line, I think I could see him setting up Adrian Kempe for a lot of good goals. Um, but at least in this first game for Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, certainly nothing stood out for me uh, from his play 
on that top line. Quinton Byfield played 12 minutes and 57 seconds. He had two shots on goal. He was four for eight in the faceoff circle and scored the game-winning goal. I think Q looks much more confident in this go-round at the center position for LA because of what he did playing wing on the top line, gaining confidence, gaining experience. I thought he did a lot of really good things in this win over the Rangers, both offensively and defensively. Um, he won a puck battle uh, and drew the first power play of the game for the Kings. Just missed Kopitar in front of the net on the power play. The pass was there, but Kobe just didn't get his stick on it. Also had a very nice outlet pass to Alex Laferriere that led to a near breakaway. Uh, but most importantly, game-winning goal for Q, crashing the net, being strong, going to the net, uh, great game for Quinton Byfield. So definitely successful return to him at the center position. And as for Samuel Fogimo, uh, he played eight minutes and 18 seconds, one shot on goal, no points, uh, no real scoring chances for the 20 goal scorer in the AHL. He had a couple of turnovers. One of them led to a breakaway, but he was put in a tough spot having to receive a pass from a defenseman at the point near the blue line without much room or time to make a decision. Uh, he did have a nice setup for a scoring chance from Carl Grundstrom. All in all, I thought an okay debut for Samuel Fagamo uh, this season for the LA Kings. Hopefully, we'll see him get a chance to show off that scoring touch that he has uh, obviously done such a good job with at the AHL level and has allowed him to get called up here for the LA Kings. One of the subplots to Saturday's game was the return of the greatest goalie in LA Kings history. That would be two-time Stanley Cup winner Jonathan Quick who, of course, uh, was in L.A. for the first time since he was traded away, went to the Blue Jackets, eventually found himself with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he did beat the Kings in a game in Vegas last season, but this was, or excuse me, it was uh, New York. He beat the Kings in New York earlier this season, sorry. Um, but this was the first time Jonathan Quick obviously returned to L.A. and faced his old team. Um, as far as his season so far, well, let's talk about his game. Good game for Jonathan Quick. He allowed two goals on 26 shots. Um, his season with the Rangers has been a little up and down. Started off great. He was 9-1-1, and uh, but since has fallen to 9-4-2, and so he's lost five in a row now after that loss to the Kings. As expected, the Kings did play a video tribute to Jonathan Quick in the first period at the first intermission. Uh, Quick lifted up his mask, raised his stick to salute the fans who gave him a standing ovation. Uh, he also clapped his hands together, like applauding back to the fans, kind of saying, thank you. He seemed touched by it all. Um, he's not a real, uh, he doesn't show you much with his emotions. And that that goes along with the goaltender position, right? You have to have, be pretty even keel uh, and all that. So I don't know if he, you know, he didn't smile. Uh, I don't know that he had any tears in his eyes or anything like that, but he seemed to be touched and he definitely acknowledged the crowd. So that was nice to see. However, he did have some interesting comments after the game. When he was asked about it, a uh, friend of the show, Carlin Baith, asked if it was an emotional night for you, and his response was, quote, no, it's a hockey game, road game, tried to get two points, came up a little short, end quote. And then the Kings insider, friend of the show, Zach Dooley, asked, was the video tribute a special moment? And Jonathan Quick replied, nope, they play videos all the time, just another video. <laughs> that was what Jonathan Quick had to say after the game. And I'm chuckling a little bit because that's pretty much vintage Jonathan Quick. Um, he does not like talking to the media, never has, and probably never will. Um, and and I get it. He, I, I've always said he's probably the most competitive hockey player I've ever been around. Um, and he just lost. The team just lost. They're, the Rangers aren't playing great. He personally isn't playing great. You know he probably deep down really would have loved to have beaten his old team. 
Um, but that didn't happen. So I get him being a little bit surly, I guess, in those circumstances. But that's kind of him anyway, to be honest with you. My experience being around him, again, he doesn't really like talking to the media. I think clearly he was appreciative of what the the fans did and what the, the, the Kings did to honor him with that little video tribute, even though his comments were dismissive after the game. I don't take too much away from it, to be honest with you. I mean, would it have been nice for him to just say, yeah, I really appreciated that. Um, that was nice of the fans. That's all he has to say. That's all he has to say. But that's not that's not who Jonathan Quick is, to be honest with you. I will say, as a Kings fan, seeing him back at Crypto.com Arena in another uniform, it was much more easy for me to swallow him in a Rangers uniform than it would have been with the Vegas Golden Knights. I got nothing against the New York Rangers. They're an Eastern Conference team, whatever. Um, so that was just for me personally, I was, it was not that it wasn't that off putting for me to see him in another uniform because it wasn't a division rival like it was with Vegas. And I've said all along, uh, he's the greatest goalie in Kings history. There's no debate about that. I hope when it's all said and done, whatever hard feelings he might have with the organization, when he calls it a career, he can come back to LA and have the amazing night that he is deserving of having just like Dustin Brown had. When they retired his number, Jonathan Quick's number will be raised to the Raptors at Crypto Donacom Arena when he is done playing in the National Hockey League. So kind of if you're a Kings fan, I think it was a, a good way to end it. The Kings get the win. Jonathan Quick got his salute and both teams will now move on and uh, part their their separate ways. So the Kings are back in action tonight. We're going to check in on the Kings Sharks with a little preview and also where are the Kings now Going into the night's game as far as the playoff race, that's next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Snap into action this NFL season with America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets with FanDuel, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in a bonus bet, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Obviously, we love to bet on the NFL, but the NHL is certainly there for you as well, and uh, you can do that, including the LA Kings playing tonight against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Kings are a favorite in this one. They are giving up a goal and a half, and the over-under is five and a half goals in this one. Uh, so certainly you could place a bet on the LA Kings to beat the San Jose Sharks tonight if you'd like. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and bet all season long on the NHL and the NFL as well. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Well, the LA Kings are back in action tonight, taking on the San Jose Sharks, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time in LA. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search la kings well the kings obviously get a big much needed victory a solid performance against a good team the new york rangers and now they have to continue it uh there is little margin for error going forward for the la kings based on where they have kind of gotten themselves placed on their poor play of late uh there is no overlooking any opponents the rest of the season for the kings and that includes the worst team in the nhl the san jose sharks just 26 points so far on the season a league-worst record of 11-31-4. Tonight, the Kings host the Sharks. Game three of four meetings between the two teams. Uh, The Kings are 2-0 so far this season against their no-cal rivals. Uh, LA has outscored San Jose 9-2 
in this one. As for the lineup for the LA Kings tonight against the San Jose Sharks, it will be the exact same lineup they had against the Rangers. That includes David Riddick back in net for the Kings. So again, should this be a win tonight for the Kings? Yes. Can they overlook, though, any opponent at this point? Absolutely not. If they lose this game against the Sharks, kind of undoes all the good stuff they did against the New York Rangers. So the Kings need to have those game faces right back on, take care of business against a lesser opponent tonight, and bank those two points, which they need in the playoff race. So let us check in on the LA Kings in the Pacific Division standings and the Western Conference playoff race going into Monday's action. Uh, Vancouver is starting to run away with the uh, Pacific Division. They've got a seven-point lead on second place Vegas. They've got the most points in the NHL with 66, 31-11, and four is the record for the Canucks. As for Vegas, 27-14-5 and five for 59 points. The Golden Knights currently have a six-point lead on Edmonton for second place in the division, and the Oilers are in, in third in the Pacific, the spot the Kings occupied for most of the season. The Oilers are still riding a winning streak. It's at 13 in a row and counting, as they are by far the hottest team in the NHL. And that's, the, by the way, that's a record for any Canadian team in the history of the NHL, longest winning streak for any Canadian team. They're 26-15-1 for 53 points, so they're one point up on the LA Kings for third place in the division. The Kings check in at 22-13-8 for 52 points. That win over the Rangers keeps them one point back of Edmonton for third place. Uh, the Kings currently have the number one wildcard spot because the Predators lost to the Coyotes on Saturday. So right now, Nashville is the number two wildcard team in the West. As for the teams that, the, that are chasing the LA Kings for one of those wildcard spots, Nashville is 25-20-1 for 51 points. So, again, one point behind L.A. Uh, the Kings right now, though, have that number one wildcard spot. Calgary uh, is 21-20-5 for 47 points. They've come on strong late. I didn't think they were going to have a push to get back in the playoff hunt, but they are. They're five points back of the Kings in the Pacific. The Kings do have three games in hand, though, on the Flames. Seattle also with 47 points, 19-18-9 the record. So they're five points back of L.A. for a wildcard spot. They've also played three more games than the Kings. And Arizona also 47 points, 22, 19, and three Coyotes, five points back of LA for a wild card spot. So the Kings right on the hills of Edmonton, but the Oilers can't seem to lose of late. Uh, and just one point up on Nashville. But the Kings at the moment kind of solidly in a wild card spot, but things can change very quickly. If the playoffs started today, the Kings would face the Winnipeg Jets in the opening round of the playoffs. Kings, the number one wild card, the Jets the top team in the Central Division. It should be pointed out, though, that Winnipeg is only holding a one-point lead over Colorado. As for games of interest tonight, if you're scoreboard watching as a Kings fan, Predators will be hosting the Panthers, Coyotes are at the Penguins, Golden Knights are at the Devils, and if you, just for interest, the Canucks are also uh, hosting the Blackhawks. We'll update you on tomorrow's show what were the results were of those games and where the Kings will be in the standings after all of tonight's action, which hopefully will include an LA Kings victory for you. Every day is those of you that listen and watch locked on LA Kings every day coming up on Tuesday show. Uh, we will have a recap of the King Sharks game. Uh, also get you caught up on any Kings news. Uh, we'll also uh, talk about the Kings games as far as the rest of the week. They've got games coming up this week against the Sabres avalanche and blues Friday. Of course, will be another Kings fan feedback show. And if you want to comment on Jonathan quicks return to LA or their big win over the Rangers, uh, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. You can also always leave your comments 
if you're watching on YouTube as well in the comment section. And we'd love for you to stay interacting with us by following us on social media, X, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you on Tuesday. And as always, go Kings go.